Welcome to Seasoned with Salts, a fortnightly podcast from CBN Europe. We aim to challenge both our presenters and audience with thought-provoking questions about the social problems Christians face. You can join in the discussion at Let's Talk at CBNEurope.com. Sit back as you enjoy another conversation, always seasoned with salt. Can you believe episode three already? <laughs> Randall Foe. I know, it's quite a severe title, isn't it, actually? Who chose it? I don't think I did. I think you did. No, I didn't. I did, did I really? on this one. Yeah. Was it my yeah. script? Oh. <laughs> Okay, key scripture, uh, Matthew 26, 47 to 49. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. Uh, They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor Judas had given them a pre-arranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the kiss. That's the episode's objective, Laura. So how can we as Christians live a life where we love our enemies? Oh, there it is right there. (laughs) Uh, At some point in our life, we will be betrayed by people that we love or hold in high esteem. We often do not see the betrayal coming, which makes it feel so much worse. The deception, lies and manipulation lead many of us to respond by spreading gossip about the person who has betrayed us or even worse, go out of our way to get revenge. Jesus was betrayed by one of the closest people to him. Mm. And to make it worse, he would have had to have known what Judas was going to do when he decided to choose him as his disciple. That's huge, isn't it? It would have been normal for us to treat a person as a foe and not a friend if we knew that they were setting up to betray us. Mm -hmm. That would totally affect the way we would process that. Honestly. Um, Yet Jesus loved him so much and showed him that love and respect as he gave him a significant role as one of his followers. So as Christians, we are called to love our enemies, as it says in Matthew 5, verse 44. But in many places in the Old Testament... It says the opposite. How do we forgive Mm. when something horrendous has happened? Like someone has been murdered and someone that we know and love or abused maybe as a child. How can we forgive those people? And is that not where the Old Testament comes into it? That should be an eye for an eye. Where is the place of that in this whole conversation? So as Christians, should we believe Old Testament or should we believe New Testament? The OT or the new T? The, the OT or the NT? Which like one that. is it? I like that. We're going to have to bring that into future episodes. <laughs> the that OT short and version. or NT, yeah. How can we love our enemies when our hearts have been broken by betrayal? Do we struggle to forgive as Christians? Does it cause us to be in a prison of bitterness? Do we justify why we are right to be angry? And then can we measure that up against scripture? Does it hold true? Matthew 18, 21 to 22 says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. What is 70 times seven? I don't really think it matters, does it? I think think that's the point. Let's rack our brains. What's my time table? Actual number. Because um, I was I... thinking that, like, if there was an exact number mm. and God used that as, like, our limit 
Like, you're up to your limit, Laura. <laughs> you know Sorry. I mean? You've got to that Sorry. magic number. Bye-bye. That would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? No, and it, it would. would make the cross completely invalid. It's such a deep thing, though. It's uh, Miss huge. Laura. Obviously, yeah, it's, yeah. That's just, it's just using that as the, an example of a number, but it's endless. Yeah, We exactly. have to forgive exactly. every single time somebody yeah. does something yeah. to us. Yeah. I'm going through a personal situation at the moment with some, like, um, members of my family. Mm. Not, like, immediate family. But, yeah, I love my family, but kind of the extended family. Yeah. We're having some, some issues with, and they've done some things really to really upset my mother. Oh, no. um, and I find it really hard to forgive what they've done. You know, this feeling of feeling like she's not valued within the family unit mm. um you know they're, they're, do, they're doing some things that are they are a bit out of character but at the same time i just think to myself mm, why would you treat anybody yeah, in that sure, way sure. so I, as a christian you know the rest mm. of the family as you do when you've got family dramas you're like yeah you're full of gossip every, all on the whatsapp chat groups mm-hmm. saying oh such and such did this today such and such did that today and i'm not gonna lie and be real with you i get involved in it too and then i come away thinking okay but well, i have to hold myself to a higher yeah, standard sure, to sure, show my definitely. family an example because yeah. i'm the only christian in my yeah, family yeah. My, myself and jacob my son yeah. um and so it does feel a little bit like I do go away from those gossip sessions feeling like I should have given a different message. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. But it's so difficult when emotions are there, when you're disappointed in how people yeah, that you yeah. actually love and respect yeah. and uh, admire having grown up, mm. seeing you know really strong women in my family. Mm. Um, you know, they're people that I've looked up to as examples, but now they're treating my mum in such a really awful way. When you look at scripture, it's really easy to say, yeah, okay, Jesus said you've got to forgive. 70, 70 times, times seven. seven. So yeah, that number just seems, because obviously it's endless. Mm. Infinity is saying you just have to forgive. Yeah. But yeah. in the real context of emotions mm. and just pain and just life. But I think we always talk about it as we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. I guess the question becomes, how do you, how do we do that? I think there's this thing about grace mm. as well. And I think it's very, very easy that when you've been wronged, it's all, oh my gosh, I feel angry. I feel let down. I feel disappointed. I feel betrayed. And there's all these emotions. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in that and our right to feel those things. And it does feel like a right because we've been wounded. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I am feeling this and I am really I am, feeling this. I and am, I am vexed. owning this. I am very vexed. <laughs> I love that. Love that <laughs> word. That's a great word. Um, but I think at the same time, it's realising that hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that's so true. And there might be something going on with someone that maybe we're on the receiving end of whatever it might be and we're majorly offended by it. Mm -hmm. But actually, for that person, they've got loads of things they're trying to deal with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe they've got, like, no outlet, so it's kind of come out in one foul swoop or something like that. It's like, but wait a minute, if we're in, say, say that happens in a Christian circle, how does the Christian then who's had that directed at them, how should they respond? Because should it then be that their response looks no different to the world's response, which would be, oh my gosh, you know, you'll never guess what happened and what they said. Or should we then be like, no, Jesus calls me to forgive. Jesus calls me to show this person grace. Because at the end of the day, I don't actually know where all of that has come from. There's yeah. obviously something else going on behind all of that. 
for me to have been on the receiving end of that. I think there is a place where we do need to take a step back. We can either choose then to say I'm really offended by that and I'm going to own my anger and I'm going to hold on to it because that is my right. But in those moments, and it doesn't happen in those moments, doesn't happen for me, uh, we don't tend to go, yeah, but I'm sure there's times when I've done that to someone else. Yeah, I think it's looking at that level of um, when you talk about how you want to be treated. Mm. Do unto others as, <laughs> as you, you would have, have them, them do, do unto you. you. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where we go back to how do you do that practically in a situation mm. where you know that, let's just say, for example, you know that someone has wronged you. Like we talked, you talked about earlier. Okay, mm. how do you show grace? Mm. How do you forgive? Yeah. Gossip is one thing. Yeah, yeah. To a certain degree, that's that's forgivable, to a certain degree. Um, you can and you can say that you know someone's justification might be that they have got other stuff going on and this whole thing about hurt people hurt mm. people. Mm. There is there is there's logical. I think there's logical ways that you can kind of uh, forgive away yes. gossip. Yeah. And rumours and conjecture and all of those things when it's directed at you. Mm. Um, and I guess there's a certain way that actually you can find the grace and favour and fortitude to hold yourself to a higher standard or have friends um, in your own Christian circle of friends that will hold you accountable for those types yeah. of things as yeah. well. And obviously also reading scripture, praying. With this whole thing of forgiving somebody, I think it's more a question of we're called to forgive mm -hmm. whether the person is sorry or not. Exactly. This is. I was glad that you said that because I was just thinking to myself, whether we repent or not doesn't matter to yeah, God. Not he all. forgives us regardless. Yeah. It's us that takes that that sin and allows it to fester in mm. us and almost take us further away mm. from Him mm. because we're ashamed of what we've done. Yeah. So I think that yeah, I'm really glad that you said that because mm. I think that and I think that's the bit that maybe people I certainly yeah struggle with yeah. right off the bat. Absolutely. What is it by somebody else saying sorry that is going to make all the difference? Because quite often, I mean, I've had situations in my life when I've had to say sorry over really ridiculous things in order to continue to have uh, a relationship, a conversation with that person. Mm. And I've actually been in those moments where I'm like, I really don't want to have to say sorry because I haven't actually done anything wrong here. Yeah. But they've taken such offence to it that I'm going to have to say sorry in order to move forward. Mm. And I've been in moments where I'm like, Lord, you if you want me to say sorry in this moment, you're going to have to take over. And literally... <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Seriously, those words have then just like boomed out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. God enabled me to do that. Yeah. And to be fair, the response, yeah. it, it still wasn't an accepted, I accept your apology. So I think there's there's several things here. I think for us as Christians, if we say sorry to somebody, if we have honestly, before God and before that person genuinely said sorry and meant it, then that gets us off the hook. Yeah. At that point, we have done what we <coughs> needed to do and we have done the right thing because I think there is a place for us to say sorry. There is a place when we need to say sorry yeah. and God wants us to do that because that's right and, and we should, you know, continually with our relationship with God be saying sorry if we mess up and mm -hmm. do stuff. You know, that's the ongoing journey of repentance. But then also, we need to be willing to forgive. And yeah. I think that's the thing is that we have to have this heart of forgiveness. Yeah, totally. Whether somebody has done something directly to us or they are coming into our environment, yeah, yeah. Um, whether it be physically, whether yeah. it be visually, yeah. audibly, whatever it may be, 
um, that we know that they're coming maybe broken or with past issues or yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. type of thing with something yeah. that is that we as a society look at and think is unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. We have to come pure with forgiveness in our heart. Yeah. His past is, or her past is their past. And we have to treat that person as we see them yeah, exactly. in that moment. But let's go to um, what we were talking about, the Old Testament and the New Testament, yeah, the OT yeah, and the NT. Yeah. Um, so in the OT, it says, an eye for an eye, mm, a tooth for mm, a tooth. Mm. Um, in the New Testament, specifically with Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, he's telling yeah. us that he's not telling us to ignore those laws, but he's yeah. telling us now that there's this is the way that he wants us now as his followers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to apply it in yeah. our lives. Yeah. And I just I still find there's some level of confusion because throughout all of the Old Testament, you know, it talks about certain levels of mm-hmm. vengeance. It talks about like mm-hmm. Yeah, if you've done something, if somebody's done something to you, you know, do it back to them. Yeah, yeah. So, how, how, what are we supposed to believe? <laughs> In places like um, Leviticus 19, 18, Psalms 139, 19 to 22 and 149 to 11 <laughs> we've distorted it clearly states in those scriptures that we've distorted um the old testament yeah. and actually what jesus is saying uh, in matthew 5 on the sermon on the mount is he's saying that this is the correct interpretation mm-hmm. of that law so actually that what's written in the old testament is written yeah. but it's actually how we have distorted it and how or how the high priest the pharisees the sadducees yeah, how yeah, they distorted sure, it sure. so that so that to, to their own end mm. for their own justifications of what they were doing but actually yeah, yeah. what jesus was saying at that sermon mm. um was no <laughs> yeah exactly. just so you're clear the old testament is true it's law it's written the difference is mm-hmm. that it's been distorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. this is what we truly mean mm-hmm. by those laws. Absolutely. And I think that that's the beauty of Jesus and that ser- that incredible sermon is that he's able to clearly mark out what we have to do. And actually, the one thing that the Old Testament and the New Testament um, beautifully synchronize is that mm. the greatest commandment of of everything is for us to love love, and with love comes has to come forgiveness unforgiveness and love can't exist in the same place so all of those 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 things are wrapped up in this beautiful um i'm so poetic today (laughs) symphony um but a symphony of love um and as christians actually that is what we're called always to do no matter how difficult we may find it and it is difficult like yeah let's is. be honest it's really difficult. do you know what i mean yeah. like we we can't possibly sit here and tell you guys that we live sin-free lives and that we forgive everybody all the minute by minute, minute moment like, by honestly moment. Yeah. i'm just so holy yeah, it's a exactly lie and anybody right. that says that they do i'm sorry <laughs> i'm gonna call a spade a spade is lying it's a lie and i think the <laughs> okay. thing is quite often in the moment when you've been offended whatever it might be yes it does take time in a sense to calm down it stings isn't it and all of no, that no, no. it really does But I think that's the challenge. That is the challenge for us as Christians that we cannot, by any stretch of the imagination, say that we love God wholeheartedly and walk forward in unforgiveness Mm -hmm. towards anyone. And it doesn't matter who it is Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what they've done to us. But at the end of the day, if we are living to please Jesus Mm -hmm. and he says forgive, 
70 times 7, mm-hmm. then he's saying you need to forgive. Yeah, absolutely. And we cannot get past that. Our feelings do not justify unforgiveness. Yeah. And he says that because it's for our own good. I think people are, are much more focused in that moment of when they've been offended about their feelings, their right to somehow get justice for what's been done to them. Yeah. And that might be giving the other person the cold shoulder, not speaking very well of them. Yes, gossiping and making everyone else realise how awful they are. Mm. And I just think when that starts happening, what what you're then doing, how, how can you then think... Oh, I'm glorifying God. Yeah. They've offended me. I have a right to be offended. And now I'm spreading all this poison out of my mouth mm-hmm. to all these people who actually were going about their day quite happily. Now yeah. I've filled their, their heads with rage like I feel yeah. for this person who they barely know. Yeah. And I've gone and done that. So it's kind of like, okay, I was offended by someone. But how is what I'm now doing any better or worse than what this person did to me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It is ridiculous. Yeah. And yet we all do it. We, yeah. We've all been there and, and we've the all thing. done that. Too. Because Laura is life. Uh, <laughs> it's life. And the, real, and the reality is, is that God, you know, Jesus doesn't, ex- God doesn't expect us to be, to be perfect. No. The life, the, the sinless life Jesus led, the example mm. that he set mm. for us is what we aspire to to be like it's the blueprint for us to be able to look at and say okay when I don't know what to do that whole saying what would Jesus do yeah um when you look at situations and maybe you guys have got a situation going on right now where yeah you know what you've held on to some bitterness or some type of malice or you're gossiping about someone because they said something bad about you or it might be something even deeper where yeah someone has abused you as a child um, has done something terrible to somebody that you know and we are absolutely not saying here that you should go out and like click your fingers and and forgive them you know there's so much trauma that's buried deep within all of those things but what we are called to do and we all have to hold ourselves accountable to as christians is that is to follow the example of jesus which is to love each other to forgive Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. in the midst of of someone treating us appallingly we're called to do that yeah Um, and as with everything when we don't know how to do that because sometimes it is difficult how do I forgive this person Mm -hmm. the one place that we know that we can always go to is to Jesus we can fall at his feet we can lament into him and say I don't know what to do can you help me here Mm -hmm. so we pray Mm -hmm. that's the that's the connecting point is that when we don't know what to do we can always always go to Jesus and say help me please figure out how I can be more like you because I'm struggling how can I forgive this person Mm. how can I stop being the catalyst for gossip yeah how can I you know because you like you said we actually have to start within ourselves we can't be responsible for it's like you were saying earlier on Mm. we can only be responsible for saying sorry Um, or that forgiveness how it's received or even whether it's received back is is actually kind of irrelevant because we shouldn't actually be going with a heart to say when I say sorry or I forgive somebody then I want that forgiveness back yeah exactly because we often do that right we're like this well I've forgiven you so they don't even forgive me yeah 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 how dare they I take it back yeah well then it wasn't true 
true to begin with then. So we have to, and again, it goes back to this whole thing of love in our hearts. How are you giving that mm-hmm. forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Are you giving that level of forgiveness yeah. really truly from a place of love or are you giving it because you actually just want to get the negative feelings mm-hmm. or the negative vibes off your life or yeah, out of your sure. life? Do you know what sure. I mean? So I think there is there is mm. so many things. What I always find just amazing um and maybe we'll we'll go to the 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 things that we want you to take away Mm. from this is just I aspire like my whole life's work (laughs) if I'm (laughs) honest and my whole life's journey will be to love in a way that Jesus was able to love Judas Mm. um knowing what he was going to do yeah um knowing who he was um but that level of love is so deep. Yeah, absolutely. It's so unconditional. It blows my yeah. absolute mind. And so, yeah, I I personally just want to try my hardest through prayer, mm. through fellowship, mm. through reading my scripture, mm. through being held accountable by my absolutely. fellow friends. And, yeah. um, and you, Laura, <laughs> my friend. I um, keep you accountable. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be... So important. Yeah, just to be able to get to a point where so I can important. have that level of forgiveness before the situation even happened. He had yeah. that level of forgiveness. Yeah. Pure absolutely. Love. And as Christians, we need to live in that radical way. Yes. We need to stand love. out. Oh, from the way the world would say, mm. I've been wronged, I'm going to now hate that person. Let's yep. be real here. Yep. People will live like that. I hate that person. I don't talk to them anymore. They didn't do this or they did do this. I don't want to know them. Our hearts can be so deceptive, so deceiving, so selfish, mm-hmm. you know. And and it's sad, really, what people will hold on to for years and years yeah. and years. And you think, really? Think like, only, actually, you're not only... in relationship because of that? Exactly. Like, and actually, come on. When you think about it, it probably does me, when I get into those situations, more harm to myself and it probably it does. does to the other person. Of course it does. Or well, the situation itself. Someone it's holding says, you down. Um, unforgiveness is like drinking a cup of poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. Because it does. It eats away at you. And actually, I think a lot of the time, people that can have physical problems, yeah. most of the time will link back to some sort of either like sin in their lives or unforgiveness yeah. a lot of the time. It wears away at you. Yeah. And you don't then have the right view Absolutely. of people. And I think if you go forward where you're holding on to bitterness towards one person, the danger is that if somebody else offends you, how are you going to deal with that any differently? You're probably not. And yeah, creating this prison for it just to kind of fester. Yeah. That's no what, way to that, live. Absolutely. It's not freedom. And, and that's the thing is that, and then that stops us from actually fulfilling the purpose that God has set out for our life. Of course it does. Because we're so distracted by all this noise and um, and just anger mm. and bitterness and just all those deep-rooted nasty things you yep, yep, <laughs> can't think of yep. a word but yeah it just stops us from actually focusing on the promise and the purpose that god yeah. has set for our lives totally um, totally and that's what the enemy wants i mean yep. let's let's think about this for a minute like the whole story 
of Christianity is about reconciliation. Yeah. So what does the enemy do? He comes in and tries to destroy families, like separate, mm -hmm. put people over here, people over there. Oh, are you on that side? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're on that side. It's not about sides. Yeah. You know, I'm on God's side. Yeah. And I think sometimes the, the big, I will openly say this, the biggest battles that I've faced recently and recent years have been in my family. Yeah. And it is a spiritual battle. And yeah, some I just think sometimes it's really hard to know what to do and how to move forward in that. And you have just got to rely on God and you've just got to surrender it to him. And, and then he, he can do things we can't do. He can work situations. And I think as long as we are faithful in prayer, we are desiring what God desires. And that's the whole thing. Reconciliation is that that's what God wants. But the enemy will come in and he will try to kill, steal and destroy and yeah. separate families and then try and divide. Oh, you're on that side. We're on this side. And it, it's just not about that. If you're living for Jesus, then whether your family agree with some of the decisions you've made or how you have responded to a situation is actually irrelevant because at the end of the day if you are doing what God has called you to do yeah that is all that matters there's so many different areas in our lives where mm. forgiveness grace love is required yeah. whether it be family whether it be friends whether it be church yeah um, whether it be work um, and I think yeah. that what we want to do is is give you some things to take away so that you can understand that, number one, you know, it takes a moment to forgive uh, and a while for our feelings to catch up. So as Christians, we have to make a decision to forgive and be fully open to enabling the Holy Spirit to display that in our actions, our words and our deeds. So, yeah, just I think that there's a really great example as well as you know, God never moves. He always stays in the same place. When we sin, we move further and further yeah, away from him. Absolutely. But all it takes is one step right back to him by us. And I think it's the same with forgiveness. Um, yes, you know, situations, past traumas, deep-rooted angers, they're all things that can be stored up and take us further away from yeah. family, friends, church, work, colleagues, whatever it may mm. be. Um, but it just takes one step to actually Go say, back. I forgive you with yeah, your heart and just move forward, actually. So that's point number one. Mm. It takes a moment to forgive and, and a while for our feelings to catch up. So as Christians, we have to make a decision to forgive and be fully open to enabling the Holy Spirit to display that in our actions, words and deeds. And we, so might, we might have to actually do that again and again and again as well. Oh, yeah. Well, well, so, so you know, it. it's it not it. going to be like a one-off one <laughs> thing that we have to consciously, even with the, the same thing that's been done to us yeah we've been grieved by it but we might have to keep coming to god and saying i choose to forgive I choose oh yeah to forgive, oh gosh know? yeah for because sure it's it's i think sometimes i think there's a misconception where people think oh, i have to just forgive yeah and then that, and that's, that's it. it i'm done but actually no you may well feel all those feelings come back again and it's like you're putting that at the feet of the cross mm -hmm. every single time until there is a breakthrough yeah and you're like 
Yeah, I think Actually, God's taken gone. that now. But it's like I'm that okay. whole saying, oh, I'm going to forgive someone, when, um, but I'm not going to forget. Well, if you're not forgetting, then you're not, not forgiving. Not forgiving, so. exactly. And I think that's a perfect example of where you have to, you say you forgive, but then you have to constantly go back to God Absolutely. and say, help me to enable myself to forget the situation so that you can actually move forward and be freed from it what is takeaway number two laura so in 1 corinthians verse 13 it says love keeps no record of wrongs Mm. which links in with what we've just been saying forgiveness without forgetting is no forgiveness at all and in hebrews 8 12 and i will forgive their wickedness and i will never again remember their sins Mm. now this is scripture obviously god does this He keeps no record of wrong. He forgives us. He remembers our sin no more. You know, he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. But the challenge, really, are we prepared to love like that? Yeah. Are we going to start to keep no record of wrongs? To rip up that list of people who've hurt us, the specifics of what they did the day when it happened, what they were wearing, what they had for tea before they came round. You know, all those nitty gritty things. Rip it, Laura. Come on. Rip it. We have to. We have to. We actually... Because um, we can't honour God if we hold on to it all. It's that simple. No matter how difficult it is, we have to pursue relentlessly and I think you used that word earlier on but this crazy love that we have for Jesus we have to pursue that and and everything that it entails even when it is the hardest things for us Mm. to do we have to um point number three how do we stand out from the world in the way that we respond to people that have betrayed us or persecuted us it's simple we are in the world and not of the world facts (laughs) absolutely facts Facts. we have to stand out we have to put ourselves and show to the world that actually when you love Jesus he enables us to do immeasurably more than we could ever ever possibly ask for and demonstrating that to a world especially now um, that doesn't see that we'll be able to we're shining beacons people will look at us and think how on earth can they forgive how on earth can they love like that how on earth are they getting that level of Mm -hmm. grace in Mm -hmm. their life but god is jesus in turn we're demonstrating the gospel by the way that we are forgiving others because that's what god has done for us absolutely we have to remember that yeah um So we are called to follow the example of Jesus to show love and forgiveness and drown out other people or outside conversations. This one's the hardest. That's really heavy. (laughs) Yeah, that one is 100% the hardest. And I'm not even going to pretend like I have the answer for that. We're just going to leave that one there. (laughs) Because actually, it probably follows into the final Mm. takeaway is that the greatest commandment is to love. And so in order to be able to um, practically put it or put into Mm. practice the fact that we are called to follow the example of Jesus, to show love and forgiveness and to drown out other people or outside conversations, we have to demonstrate love. It is our primary responsibility as Christians. So you can join us for the conversation. Let's talk at cbneurope.com and we shall be back 
in a fortnight. So, so we, join us. Yes, we look forward to seeing you then. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Seasoned with Salt, a podcast from CBN Europe. You can continue the discussion at Let's Talk at cbneurope.com. We'll be back in a fortnight with another conversation, Seasoned with Salt. Thank you.